0: Hi, Creepers and Creepatoids. I'm Barry Marino. And I'm Philip Landry. And this This is Open Open Shutters. Shutters. Scary Ghost. Creepy Serial Killers. All things that go bump in the night, enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> Hi, everybody. What's going on? How you doing today, Philip?
1: I'm I'm doing well. It's interesting. I, interest I kind of went up to the little Jackson, Louisiana, St. Francis. Oh, yeah, Jacksonville, uh, Jackson, St. Francisville area of Louisiana, north of Baton Rouge. This past week. Well, I um, how was your Christmas? Christmas was good. It was nice and quiet.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a good Christmas. A lot of din- a good dinner. Really good Christmas dinner. Uh, Philip and I and the rest of our crew. Just saw a movie. Wasn't it good?
1: That movie was intriguing. One of the best movies I think of the it year. It was
0: called what? Promising Young Woman. And it was a, it, it was like the ultimate revenge story. And it starred uh, Carrie Mulligan, who's a British actress. And she was, was the lead, was, yes. She was the lead. She was very, really, really terrific in it. And it had a lot of nice cameo appearances, like Jennifer Coolidge, you know, Stifler's mom, and <laughs> two, two uh, broke girls. The Russian woman on two her Yes, and then there was also um, Laverne Cox. Oh yes, from the Orange Is the New Black. And who was the other one? Connie Britton from American Horror Story played the the college professor. Oh, the, college dean. Dean. the dean, the, the dean. dean, yeah. Uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, so I'm not going to talk too much about what it's about. But I'm going to recommend it very, very highly. Now, um, before we get anywhere, we're going to do some obits. Uh, first of all is Re- Rebecca Lucker. She's a three-time Tony nominee. She's dead at 59. Uh, she uh, she had L- uh, ALS, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, wow. In 1988, mm. she made her Broadway debut as an alternate for Christine in Phantom of the Opera, and she eventually took that role over. And then she, in 1991, she originated the role of Lily in Secret Garden musical, and she was nominated for a Drama Desk Award. She received her first Tony nomination for the revival of Showboat. And she was Mrs. Banks in the original cast of the Mary Poppin stage musical. And then she was also known for playing Maria in the 1998 revival of The Sound of Music. So she has a real Julie Andrews kind of connection. Yes. Yeah. She was also known for some TV shows like Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, The Good Wife, and Boardwalk Empire. She's uh, dead at 59. Rebecca, all right, that second one is K.T. Oslin. Remember her from the 80s, the country singer? Now, K.T. Oslin, she was a pioneering country singer-songwriter whose hit gave voices to desires and trials of female baby boomers on the cusp of middle age. She died Monday at an assisted living facility. She was 78. Mm. She didn't start her career until she was 45. And she... um. She had her. Uh, she also had tested out, uh, positive. It says here for COVID nineteen last week. Eighties uh, lady was the singles that she was known for. Eighties A- ladies, and um, she pretty much, you know, faded into obscurity once she, you know, after the, after the eighties and the nineties, she pretty much you we know, didn't hear too much from her, and then she had some health problems. So KD Oslin, KT Oslin, I'm saying KD like KD Lang. I remember they used people used to confuse those two for some reason back then. <laughs> and they were totally different. I mean, KT Oslin was a middle-aged straight country woman and KD Lang was a lesbian from...
1: People were just having trouble with abbreviated It's a KT, KD. KD. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, she,
0: she's dead at 78. Rest in peace, KT. Uh, also, we have Marcus... Damico, who was the original mouse in tales from the city an original pbs not the one that was just on netflix right the, the original, the original that this one was and he, on, he, he was the first mouse on tales from the city uh, he was um he starred on stage in angels of america and and, and inspector cow calls and worked for cooper in full metal jacket he died december 16th in oxford england and his sister, Melissa, the head of the UK Youth Acting Agency, told The Hollywood Reporter. All right. Now, this one is pretty particularly sad to all the baby boomers and Generation Xers out there who probably had a crush on this girl, whether you were gay or straight. She was so sweet and cute. You had the crush on her. We just lost Dawn Wells, Mary, Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island. Oh, Everybody just loved her. She was just... She was America's sweetheart. Yeah, and she was on beautiful. TV, yes. uh, so uh, she she was 82 and she died of COVID. Funny there's a lot of that going around right now, huh? Now, Tina Louise portrayed Ginger in Gilligan's Island, and she said in a statement to CNN, I was sad, I was sad to hear of Dawn's passing. I will always remember her kindness to me. We shared in creating a cultural landmark that has continued to bring comfort and smiles to people during this difficult time. I hope that people will remember in the way I did, always with a smile on her face. Now she uh, she she first appeared on shows like Seventy Seven Sunset Strip, Maverick, Bonanza, the Joey Bishop Show, and Hawaii and I. So rest in peace, Marianne Don Wells. All right. I um, next. I just want to touch on before we get to before you get to your um, your. Um, Horoscopes. I want to call a shout out again to you the girls. Of Don't look under the bed. Definitely. They said some really nice things about us on their podcast, and I just want to, I, I just want to thank them. They love your horoscopes. Oh wow! And they call <laughs> us their NOLA, their Nova Buddies. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> so shaughnessy and Jason with an a, a Justin. Years. Justin, why was I calling? Oh, I, I'm sorry, Justin. Was Jason it. an ex boyfriend of yours? No, where did Jason come from? I don't know. I always get the names Justin and Jason mixed. up. Oh, my goodness, they usually twink boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Justin Bieber. You well, know. we love you, Justin and Shaughnessy. Yeah, and thank you, and, and thank you for saying such sweet things to us. Another thing I want to touch on before you start is our craft business is coming along. <laughs> Uh heard Barry Marino's craft creations. We already have a website ready. It's gonna be up and running by next week, and I will give everybody the link next week. And we're gonna be we are gonna sell things like crocheted items, candles, soaps, all homemade. Made by these hands. All these in hands house, and these hands. And uh one of our partners is William, who is also we also call what? Our Roz, because that's what he is. He does so much. Oh, that is not nice, William. He just gave a very good right gesture now. when we called him Roz. <laughs> Man, he does a lot of stuff in podcasts. He definitely does everything for the business. So we got to give him a little shout out, too. So are you ready to give us your horoscopes? Oh, yeah. Oh, this week's going to be entertaining. This week,
1: it's, it's the New Year's Resolution Edition. And I don't actually agree with resolutions, so this actually goes to all those bitches out there that are all about new year, new me. Well, I'm bringing you some good horoscopes this week. So what we're going to do is, under each sign, I'm going to tell you what you're giving up for the year and also what you're bringing in to your life. Ah. So starting with Aries, what are you giving up? The role as a deranged judge, jury, and executioner especially your use of a cat-of-nine-tails to flog your human pets you have kept in cages almost all year. A willing participant in your torture fantasies might be beneficial during a drought. So you might want to keep them alive. Yeah,
0: really. Yeah, You never know
1: when you might need
0: them. Torture devices? Did you say something about torture devices? Oh, yeah,
1: cat-of-nine-tails. Cat-of-nine-tails? Yeah, with actual... Yeah, well, probably more catan on a whole bunch of nails. What the <laughs> hell
0: is this? Seventeen fifty six?
1: they're ripping out flesh. I mean, it's happening. Oh man! But let's see, what are they bringing in? See, that's what they have to kind of give up. What are they like gonna... something Delphine Lillard would use? Well, probably kind of so. What they're actually bringing in, though, is more pent up rage, killing sprees. Red is definitely your color. As others' blood will be coating your arms. So that's a new term to paint the town red. Oh, yeah, the Aries love their red. After you have had your fun, stock up on cleaning supplies for the crime scene. You are messy. So and a black bleach.
0: light can reveal that as a fact. No, bleach is really good for cleaning up crime scenes, it cleans blood right up. Definitely. You're going to ask some of our subjects. Above. <laughs> I think doesn't OxiClean, too. Do? I'm not sure about OxiClean,
1: but we know bleach does. It works on my toilet.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: too much information right Too now. much <laughs> Taurus. Oh, my Taurus. Oh, yes, honey. What are you giving up? Your dinner dates with extraterrestrial clowns. So... You are <laughs> dating extraterrestrial clowns. Pretty much, that's what they've been doing this past year. You, they weren't. Well, the thing is, oh, Taurus, yeah. you weren't enjoying the charred remains on skewers anyhow. Well,
0: yeah, well, like I was saying last year, Cher is a Taurus, and she did. Well, she was married to Sonny Bono and Greg Allman. So <laughs> that sounds like a couple extraterrestrial clowns right there. I know I'm going to hear it from the rockers. I just took one of the Lord's names and vain. <laughs>
1: So Taurus, when did you become so bougie about street food? Side note: The spiders have decided they are no longer at peace with you. You mean even the spiders don't like them? Taurus is apparently not. Alright. What are you bringing in, though? Midnight rituals in the crop circles to summon the old gods, complete with a kiosk for blood offerings and chip insertions. Is that kiosk going to be in the mall? I don't know, is that the crop circle? You know?
0: <laughs>
1: Club crop circle, whoop whoop. Okay. Some may even form long-term relationships with their even more evil doppelgangers. Oh, them twins, them evil twins like in the soap operas. I'm sure Tauruses will enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Gemini. What are you giving up?
0: No, those talking evil twins.
1: Yeah, exactly. Your quest to ensnare a partner in the labyrinth of your own deluded mind control. You always seem to forget to feed and water your abductees. A starved and dehydrated mouse is eventually a dead mouse. Oh. Oh. I know, huh? What What are you bringing in? Necromancing of beloved dead animals to guard your house in case there is a breaking and entering or just intimidate your neighbors.
0: Oh, my teeth.
1: Look how cute those claws are. Look how cute those
0: teeth are. Oh. Oh, that's, oh, God. I don't want to think about dead pets. It'll be like Pet cemetery, You know, church, I just saw something online where this is, you can have your, your cat's paws uh, preserved forever. And put in a little box, <laughs> I don't know. I, I might. I could maybe consider doing the diamond
1: thing. You know, it looks like rabbit's feet. I mean, like is... having you know the ashes turned into a diamond. That's one thing. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know about preserving
0: a whole paw. That no, no, no. That's, that's a little. I don't know.
1: know. I don't know. That's... Nah, nah, no. Nope. Cancer. Oh, that's me. Oh yeah, we got it for you this week. So what are you giving up? Ah, Se- kale. No, I know <laughs> that's what you want to give up. Yeah, that's but what, what you're is. actually giving up is a the secret slash and dash werewolf sex under the light of the full moon. The werewolves uh, never intended for you to be resurrected every time. It's getting old and they are bored. Do you even have any organs left to salvage at this point? I hope so. I don't know. Not according to what we saw. <laughs> what are you bringing in? Plenty of dismembered sideshow attractions that you created and orchestrated and now decided to put on full display. Just remember, sex with necrosis is not necessarily necrophilia. Oh, God. <laughs> if you can't fight the urge, there are plenty of actual bodies at your local morgue. That's the best you got, me. Some unidentified.
0: <laughs> oh, that's the best uh, got huh? I can help. <laughs> Pretty Let's much. Hope my next one, which is my other one. And it's also Curtis, too. Oh, the Leos. Leo. Oh, my Leo people. What are you giving up? Hope. I oh. mean, you
1: are tired of being everybody's cheerleader. I can't win for losing, huh? You learned it is better to carve a future out for yourself by chopping others into tiny little pieces.
0: My God. Sprinkles
1: and... <laughs> Sprinkle some sage on them after you get everything cut. Tastes great and gets rid of the bad vibrations. That is absolutely terrible. So do you want to know what the Leos are bringing in? Yes. All the possible encounters from the other side. Your favorite people in your life have already passed on, and you enjoy a good haunting every now and then. You may also finally learn how to put up a proper psychic shield to keep those energy vamps at a continued physical and mental distance. Oh, my dear. (laughs) Okay. All right. So now we've arrived at Virgo. Ah. I love my Virgo people, but I do throw quite a bit of shade at them.
0: That, and it, 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 you just don't so shade at everybody. So well, behind. yeah, I'm pretty
1: equal opportunity, but I, I, throw, a certain,
0: opportunity I, I throw a certain—I
1: throw a certain level of special shade at my Virgo people because I really do appreciate them. What are you giving up? The filth left behind by the zombie hordes that trampled through your garden and your house. This includes the emotional refuse that has been caking up on the walls of your mind. Surprisingly, your fridge has stayed organized, except for that expired foot.
0: Oh, Lord. That, well, that's kind of like expired yogurt. In the, that's, I have some expired Probably yogurt. Probably smells almost regular. about the same. I have some expired <laughs> yogurt. And Curtis won't throw it away. He says it's still good, even though it expired in October.
1: Has he eaten it?
0: Uh, or is he just saying it's good? Uh, I don't know. Has he smelled it? <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine it's good. Oh, my God. So
1: what are the Virgos bringing in? Hand jobs from that monkey's paw that was collecting dust in your antiquities cabinet. That doesn't sound very sexy. If it gets too weird for you, using a surgical glove might help, but it's not necessary. We all know where you have been and what you have been letting touch you there. That monkey's you, paw. you have always and will always be low-key nasty.
0: Sounds high-key nasty to me. It's all kind of nasty. That's nasty. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> nasty as you can get. Yeah, Libras try to act like they're not that nasty, nasty. but they're really nasty. Well, they, they say that's pretty
1: nasty. Libra, what are you giving up? Your most recent ex. Because you murdered them. You just happened oh. to run over them with your car, or maybe you just happened to put cyanide in their cocktail. No matter the accident that occurred, you are happy with the results. Just remind me never the day the Libra. Okay, we'll make sure of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are you bringing in? The soon to be ex because you will murder them.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely don't want to. Is Jay it go- I mean they're just they're just
1: collecting X's even into the Yeah. Is it going to be the dysphonia caused by their boys or the headaches caused by their choices in clothing? Nonetheless, you will come up with a great reason for their termination from your life as they head to the final destination.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: now we've arrived at my lovely sign of Scorpio. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, what? I I I'm even harsh on my own people. Yes. Including yourself. myself. Yes. What are you giving up? Any sense of reality or sanity because you have come to realize... The whole world is one big psychiatric hospital for souls. Sometimes it is just better to play the puppet master of this nightmare called life. Tap your wrist every now and then to check to see if you're still ticking. Let me let me check.
0: You look like you're ticking, okay? It,
1: well, you tap on it. It's like, oh, yeah, you I, Okay, I'm still ticking. We're still here, okay. What are you bringing in? The skills and knowledge to create a spectacular poison garden. You may even set up an apothecary lab to help increase the effectiveness of each plant's poison. Mm, poison.
0: While some
1: of you may even enlist the help of several venomous snakes as new familiars to guard the entrance to your lair. Do we
0: have to deal with venomous snakes?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm not personally going to do it. I mean, but all power to the Scorpios to do, you know? Yeah. Sagittarius. What are you giving up? Dreams of becoming or being a one-person serial killing machine. You do believe you can do it all, but sometimes it's okay if you're not enough. I know you have studied long hours on the internet trying to learn how to get blood out of every fabric imaginable. It may be time to get some help. So what are you bringing in? The perfect assistant and partner in crime. Whether it's an assassin or a knife sharpener, you will find someone to aid in your extensive agenda, or more like your hit list. Ooh, this accessory will only be one call away if needed, and often there by your side in the first place. Mm, that hit list, you I know? mean, they got there, at least they have somebody there though. All yeah, that's that's kind of positive. I mean, if you, you don't have to kill alone. Mm. <laughs> it's too much, isn't it? Too much. Capricorn. Well, geez, it's too much. We got more to go.
0: <laughs> oh, this is nothing compared to the second half. Is really too much,
1: Capricorn. What are you giving up? The long hours in the apocalyptic work camps burying the dead. You have toiled enough for everyone. The decomposition all around you is giving a foul stench of dreadful rot. Ugh go take a physical or in some cases emotional shower to wash away the smell so you can move forward seriously fucked up i know it is they have been working their asses off we actually know we know one yeah <laughs> your, your man is one right
0: oh <laughs> yeah
1: he has been working it his ass like
0: on. him too <laughs> yeah
1: what are you bringing in ability to communicate with those that have crossed over you may initially act as a psychologist for those confused souls wondering why they are no longer living. Eventually, though, you will start exploring the idea of being a vigilante for these those wrongfully killed by carrying out death sentences. Vendetta is your middle name
0: from now on. Vendetta. Yeah. Vendetta. I'm Italian. All say it one time. Vendetta.
1: Say it one time. Do, 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 say it again.
0: Vendetta. There you go.
1: <laughs> Aquarius what are you giving up? your yeah. desire to lead a major cult no one is drinking your Kool-Aid anyways you get to keep your glassy soulless stare and farce charm though followers will get to keep that and their followers, some followers will stick around because misery loves company and some just enjoy being thrown around by you what are you bringing in? a brand new operating room into your home. You have questions that need answering, and experimenting on others is the only way to get those answers. You can always install an embalming station if things go south, and they most assuredly will. You can always use the piled cadavers as a table for your next tea party. There's a lot of
0: dead bodies in this week. Oh,
1: they're oh, just so. racking them up. Just racking We still got Pisces. I
0: mean, I haven't even read of now, what's going to happen there. we know Pisces?
1: I know, I know some different we'll Pisces. What about Ross? No, no, no. He's Gemini. You're always confusing him with Pisces. I'm always confusing him with Pisces. Okay. He's Gemini. Okay. Now, I have some good friends out there that are Pisces. I'm not going to name you names. I'm not going to put you on spot unless you'll want me to later down the road. Okay. Let me know. But I have, so, I have some favorites out there of the Pisces people. Every Scorpio has a favorite Pisces. Yeah. So what are you giving up? The shack you have tucked away in the swamps. Whether you sell it or let it get taken... Pisces! What are you giving up? The shack you have tucked away in the swamps, whether you sell it or let it get taken away by the floodwaters. It was probably for the best. You were encroaching on that massive alligator's territory. Hope you find a great new spot to make herbal concoctions and dump the bodies. Oh yeah, more du- more dumping yeah, bodies. More dumping <laughs> bodies, of course. Yeah. There's bodies everywhere. We guys got bodies, got a lot littered, of bodies in this littered episode. all over the horoscopes this week. What are you bringing in? Several partnerships that could result in the end of the world. You would be the cause. If one of these new confidants presents you with an ancient scroll text, maybe take a moment to think twice before learning how to read it. Never know what you might awaken.
0: Oh, don't want to awaken
1: anything. One thing is for sure, though, Pisces, you are in a wild, in for a wild ride in 2021. And with that said, that is our weekly horoscopes. And I hope y'all have a happy and horrifying new
0: year in 2021. And speaking of horrifying, this week's story, this episode's story, is most horrifying of all. So i got to give a disclaimer. This is not for sensitive ears. It, we, it depicts acts of extreme child abuse and extreme abuse done on a teenage
1: girl. And this this is probably the most revolt like even more revolting than... I mean, the Madame Wallerie at points can be revolting, but this is yeah. really revolting.
0: It's it's it, 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 uh, this woman. I'm uh, I'm sure is a reincarnation of Madame Wallerie. So yeah. So anyway, we will be back with that in a bit. Thank you. Hey everybody. So, have you read the Wikipedia and the things on this week's case yet? Uh, hor- like just horrifying. This is a gut gut wrenching. This is I th- I I know it's the worst most heinous of the crimes madame lalare is up there but i don't even know if i don't know this this girl was just sub subjected to so much brutal torture i think it's because we have all the detail like from the account yeah and we also have um, uh it was just it was a lot we also have the um you know it, it happened more recent so we can actually picture because it, it literally happened in my lifetime I know you weren't born yet but it literally happened in my lifetime so this week's case is uh, Gertrude Banachewski and the senseless murder of Sylvia Liking so let me get a little background on Gertrude first she was born Gertrude Nadine Van Fossen on September 28th 1920 September oh I'm sorry read that wrong september nineteenth, 1928 that's where the 28 was on my mind because i knew what year she was born and uh when she was uh how old was she when this happened her father she, she was a little girl and yeah she was like like about 11 years old when her father died of a heart attack right in front of her and then six years later she dropped out of high school at the age of 16 and married 18 year old john stephen vaniszewski and he was originally from youngstown pennsylvania and they had four children now john was a violent man and he used to beat her so after uh she filed for divorce after what is it a 10 years of marriage yeah and then she married a man named edward guthrie and that marriage only lasted uh ooh, Three months, three months. So after that, she remarried her first husband, but they wound up divorcing in 1963. But after the second time, she had two more children. So after she divorces him, she starts, she has an affair with a 22 year old man named Dennis Lee Wright, who also physically abused her. So it looks like violence was just definitely a part of this woman's life. Wow. So, uh, she sued, she has a baby from him. So now she has seven kids.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's like a full litter. Yeah.
0: And by 1965, <laughs> she was living alone with her seven ch- children. Paula was 17. Stephanie was 15. John was 12. Marie, 11. Shirley, 10. James, 8. And Dennis Lee Wright, Jr., who was only a year old. And she was 36 years old. Five foot six, five feet six inches. And generally weighed hundred pounds. She was a very, very small framed woman, and but she smoked. She chain smoked, and she she had also had a a, a miscarriage not long before that too. So in in July of nineteen sixty five, her daughter Paul, daughters Paula and, and Stephanie bring home two girls from neighborhood, Sylvia and Jenny Likens. So Sylvia's father was a carny. He worked in the carnival and, he, and it was it was a season for the carnival because it was summer. So he told uh, Gertrude if she would take care of his two daughters, he would give her $20 a week. And I looked it up in 2020 um, dollars. $20. That would come to, like, about $185 a week. And, uh, you know, if it was today, he would have given her $185 a week. So she gladly accepted. Even though she barely had room for herself in a set hub brew, the seven, she was greedy and she wanted that money. Well, at first, Sylvia and Jenny are living there, no problems. You know, pretty pretty cool, you know, and they got to stay up late. And she, she was more, a lot more permissive than They have her parents had been, so they enjoyed staying with her. And, um, the following week, a few weeks later, I believe it was the father's check was late and she was pissed. So she had to take it out on somebody. So she takes it out on the two girls just because their father's check was late. Wow. She pulled up their skirts, pulled down their underwear and beat them with a wooden spoon on the buttocks. And so, anyway, eventually, Uh -uh. yeah, eventually, she started. She she was haggard. She was she was poor. She had all these kids. She had to take in ironing to make ends meet. She could get. She had trouble getting child supports from both of the fathers of her kids. And she started taking it out mainly on Sylvia because Sylvia was a a pretty little girl, sixteen years old. And Gertrude was haggard. She was only 36, but she probably, she, from the pictures I've seen, she looked like looked she was 60. It looked like the 60. chain smoking got to her. Yeah. Oh, all that, the chain smoking, all the stress from dealing the, with the kids. And I I'm sure she drank, too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So she starts, uh, she, she starts having these things about, about Sylvia. Sylvia got, got into a fight with Paula. Paula punched her in the face and broke her own wrist because she said she was always talking. Gertrude was always called the girls prostitutes, talking about how you must never lay with a boy. Were you ever with a boy? Did you get under the covers with him? She's asking this girl this. I don't know why she, I guess she wanted to know, huh? So she's taking this moral high ground. I mean, really, this bitch only had like three marriages or three men's or four men's? Is she gonna have a moral high ground. She had two marriages, <laughs> three marriages actually, because she was oh viv- divorced her first husband and remarried him. And she's taking this real moral high ground with mm-hmm. Sylvia, who incidentally was not was a virgin. We, we get that guy comes later. So uh, she stopped really focusing on Sylvia. She would be there. She would put out cigarettes on her. Uh, she wouldn't, she'd deprive her of food. The girl, the girl had to eat the leftovers that was in the trash mm-hmm. or whatever was spoiled. She would give her the spoiled food to to, uh, to eat. And uh, she started, they went to, to school and they were going around saying telling, that Sylvia was a whore. So Sylvia said, Jenny was pregnant, not Jenny, Paula, Gertrude's daughter, Paula, yeah. actually was pregnant from her boyfriend. And ironically, and she's talking about them having a, you uh, you going to have a baby. So by mid-August, all the focus came exclusively on Sylvia. And, of course, the motivation was jealousy, because like I said, Sylvia was pretty. There was some, she would, um, oh yeah, this is this is a bad one. On one occasion in late August, Likens was subject to humiliation when she came to have a boyfri when she claimed to have a boyfriend in Long Beach, who she had met in the spring of 1965, when they lived in California. That's when she asked if she's ever done anything with a boy, uh, and uh, and Jenny, Jenny's so naive. She goes, "Yeah, we went skating and we went to the movies." says <laughs> she she wasn't right. thinking on terms of that and this is 1965. There were still girls that were pretty. Naive back then. They used to keep the women in the dark. So they, she told her that when she did something, she automatically got pregnant. She didn't know her daughter was pregnant yet. So anyway, Sylvia's being so humiliated at home, she goes to school and spreads a rumor that Stephanie and Paul are hookers. Oh God! Thanks oh, God this for is, proper sex education this nowadays. Is, this is, this <laughs> is, is ridiculous. This is girls, high school girls, being bitchy towards each other. It right, right. Because Gertrude finds out about it, and uh, what's his name's? Uh, what's the name? Paula's boyfriend, Coy Hubbard, beats up Sylvia at school. And I don't understand why didn't uh, um the administration to the school do anything i don't know like why would
1: they let a, a guy beat up a, a girl like that was just like back then and in look, the 60s yeah 60s. look
0: what she started she started doing she made Sil- sylvia practically put on like a porn type of um show she had a strip naked in front of all the kids in front of everybody and insert things into her vagina you read that part don't you didn't you oh yeah the soda bottle the soda bottle look the coca-cola bottle she made her insert a Coca-Cola bottle into her vagina. She it got to the point where Sylvia was so beaten down and so mistreated. Then it got to a point where she she threw her in the in the basement and wouldn't let her leave the house. She wouldn't let her go to school. She would do things too, like take the baby's diaper full of feces and and rub it in her face. She would um. She would, she even made her eat the baby's feces. That, that is really horrible. Mm-hmm. And um, so Sylvia was just, it, it was just one abusive thing after another. They were putting out cigarettes on her. One of the uh, reporters, okay, th- I saw the, I did a lot of research on this. I saw a lot of the news stories. I watched the episode of Deadly Women. You know the investigation discovery show, Deadly Women? You ever saw that? Okay. okay. Yeah. And it's ironic that both Gertrude and Antoinette Frank are on the same episode. That <laughs> oh, <I. yes. laughs> uh, And another thing, too, this is Indianapolis, Indiana, I have to mention it, because our last cases were all in New Orleans, but we leave in New Orleans for this week. So anyway, Gertrude um, is, Sylvia is just getting so beaten down. And she throws her in the cellar. At one point, she became incontinent, And all she could, she wouldn't let her use the bathroom because she had to pee and, and defecate all over the floor. So she decides, if you're going to brand my daughters, I'm going to brand you. She hit all the kids in the neighborhood, hold Sylvia down. And she took a pin, heated it up, and wrote on Sylvia's stomach, I'm a prostitute and fr- proud of it. Scratched it into her skin. Oh, God. And so then she, um, on, on another occasion, she would charged kids a nickel to come hit Sylvia and beat her kick at her and all the kids in the neighborhood were joining in on this so it gets to the point poor Sylvia is just she just loses her will and in October she they find her and she's in the basement and she's not responsive so, so Gertrude thinks she's faking and kids starts kicking her and say, wake up you faker wake up and they put her in a um, bathtub and, well, wasn't it like scalding hot Scalding water? hot water that she doesn't resolve. She's not breathing. She's dead. So, what they had planned for her. Oh, yes, this is a part I was mention At one point, not long before her death, she had she forced Sylvia the write a letter to her parents saying that she ran off with these bikers. Because what she was planning is she was going to say she ran off with the bikers and she came back all beat up like that, that the bikers beat her up. That was her plan. Right. See how stupid this this woman right. is. Yeah, yeah. That
1: was right before that was because this all happened at the very end of October. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. she died, and I think it was like the day before. It's like October twenty fourth. Yeah. And then by October twenty fifth is when she apparently went through
0: whatever trauma, final trauma. Yeah. The final and by the 26th, trauma. Twenty
1: sixth, I think, was when they was
0: fully confirmed dead. Yeah. Well, so um, it is, she can't just dump the girls. And man. the parents
1: had seen her. One time in August, yeah. when they had come back in from being on the East Coast before they went back out, and so they had seen her, but at that point the major abuse had not had been had it not occurred. Started yet. Most of it was going to pick up after that, right after that, into September and definitely in October. So yeah, just to that kinda is give so a time, so to just this. to give a timetable, all this is going on in like a matter of just be a July, August, September. A quarter of the, a third of the year. Yeah, just about four it's months. Hard, not, not even, not even much at all. Like basically, just to so keep that in mind. Like if you think your 2020 was bad, just imagine what Sylvia Likens went through on these one like few on, months.
0: On the Deadly Woman episode, one of the um, uh, there's a psychologist or something. He said the pain this girl endured was equivalent to the pain that was inflicted on Jesus Christ during crucifixion and he went in one day that's not how
1: put it. not that I always like to do comparisons I did also see that some people said like her final photos of the, because of the emaciation mm-hmm. and and what they had done when they they were like like she looked like certain people from the concentration camps as well oh yeah yeah because of the amount of starvation and things that they had done in a matter of months I mean that don't like to equate like that because I mean that was a lot of mass and that was a well, and also was a lot of it... but the factor of that on an individual level, one person could have that much inflicted by someone else. Well, she had help. She had all the
0: kids in the neighborhood. Well, yeah. And she did have a help.
1: So, yeah. But, yeah, it just was really. But she was orchestrating the whole thing, Gertrude. Yeah.
0: Orchestrating the whole. And uh, Gertrude, yeah. Oh, Gertrude was the, the total instigator of all of this. And charging kids a, a nickel to beat up the girl in the basement and everything. I don't know, why would kids want to do that to somebody?
1: Well, and they had a previous, like you were just mentioning the, 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 the bath they'd given her post-mortem. Yeah. Which actually they, I mean. There's so
0: much stuff, it's kind of hard to get it all in. Well,
1: and, and, and that's important because also later on, if, I mean, I'm sure you'll go through the full autopsy, but that, 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 that was important about that, how that uh, changed her, like, body, like actually sped up some of the rigor mortis and some of the things that progressing. So they had to figure out kind of the corner had to figure out the timetable a little yeah. more. Uh, but there was a previous bath. Uh, I'm trying to remember if this was October, September, but I'm not sure if they actually gave a date, but there was another bath where there was one where she actually, no, it wasn't the final one, but there was another time they, she had all kind of wounds and stuff and they went and bathed her and all and then they put salt in the wounds after they scalded it yes yes, yes after yeah, they scalded her right. on that t- on that on that bath they actually scald her and then they put salt in the wounds to make it really sting
0: yeah just they just wanted to kill her i pain. mean
1: it's just it's just uh, it's just torture method after torture method and and,
0: and there was a, a several times she tried to escape but she couldn't get away including not long before her death she cuz she overheard them saying that they were going to kill her and throw her in the woods and say some bikers did it so, let's get back to the day of her death. They came, she's not responsive, so all Gertrude had no choice but to call the police. So she tells the police she left for like two uh, like like two or three weeks, and she came back beat up like that. And she just that she just died. They knew that she was lying because the girl, rigor Morris had said in, so she had to be dead at least eight hours. Oh, yeah. And so, um, they arrested Gertrude, and they arrested two boys. It was uh, Gertrude and Paula and Stephanie. And, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. The police came before they arrested anybody. And nobody will say, they'll say, what happened to this girl? And nobody will say anything. And Jenny finally stands up. She says, get me out of here, and I'll tell you everything. Oh yeah, so, uh, so sister then, wanted
1: to get out. Yeah, so Sylvia's
0: sister wanted out. <laughs> so then, uh, Gertrude, Paula, Stephanie, John Jr., Coy Hubbard, who was a neighbor, the, the boyfriend, and another neighbor named Richard Hobbs, who was who was big in the abuse, were all arrested and charged with first degree murder. Paula Stephanie turns in state's evidence and, and becomes a witness for the prosecution. She turns her mom in. Um, all of them were tried and also, uh, who, which one is, this? Richard Hobbs said that he, uh, he, he turned in, he, he witnessed for the prosecution and pled guilty to a lesser charge to give them more information. Now the autopsy revealed that she had suffered an excess of 150 separate wounds across her entire body. And she was emaciated. The wounds themselves varied in location, nature, severity, and the actual stage of healing. She had burns, bruises, muscle, and nerve damage. And her vaginal cavity was almost swollen shut. And her hymen was still intact. She was a virgin. She kept saying she was a prostitute and everything. And she wasn't. She was a bruised. All her fingernails were broken backwards. And the most extreme layers of skin upon the child's face, breast, neck, and right knee Had peeled or receded, and she actually bit through her lip. So, all the uh, Gertrude, Paula, John uh, Banachewski, Richard Hobbs, and Koi Hobbit were all charged with having repeatedly struck, beaten, kicked, and otherwise inflicting all these injuries on Sylvia with premeditated malice, and of course. Uh, what's her name? The, the, the second daughter Stephanie turned in States evidence. Now Gertrude And her children all of them were tried together Gertrude her children and the two boys were tried together and They were all found guilty Gertrude pled not guilty because of insanity. She tried to blame her asthma medicine
1: yeah, but the the court appointed uh psychologist doctor wasn't gonna go no, for right. that. He, he was the one who said he said, you know, no,
0: she's just a mean woman.
1: Yeah, he said she can stay in trial. Yeah. She's not she's
0: not she's not psychotic to the point she can't stand trial, you know. So anyway, Jenny was a star witness, Stephanie was a star witness, and um and uh, Richard Dobbs. Dodds was a star witness. Is that his name? Richard Dodds? Dobbs, I think. Dobbs. So Gertrude was found guilty of first-degree murder, and Paula was found guilty of second-degree murder, and somehow or another, she took a plea when it went down to voluntary manslaughter. Gertrude got life in prison. A lot of people were outraged. They thought she should have gotten the death penalty, including, you know, of course, Sylvia's family. And I'm not always one for the death penalty, but this is one person I think deserved it. So, we, we fast forward 20 years later, 1985, and Gertrude is paroled. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She says she's now a born-again Christian. Why do they always become born-again Christians? And they think that, oh, I became a born-again Christian, so that erases everything I did. But they did let her out, and she moved to Iowa, went under an assumed name. She Actually, it was her middle name and her maiden name which was uh, yeah, uh, Nadine. She went as Nadine Van Housen is the name she used. Now, five years later, 1990, she dies of lung cancer. Now, we uh, fast forward even further up. Paula was a, was, a uh, was she a school counselor or something? She was an aide to a school
1: counselor. She's, and that was not long, that was back in the 70s. No,
0: this happened in, um this ha- she was found out in 2012.
1: But no, 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 she started that job in the 70s. Yeah. After she had been released, she was only like for what, a year, two years or yeah, whatever? Yeah, she was the only guy like it two It was hardly years. anything. Yeah. And then she finds a way, lies, whatever, about whatever, gets in that job and actually holds it. For basically, what is that's that's forty years almost. Well, huh? the
0: internet came and, and, and thank God because there is a lot on this, on the internet and a lot on this. I, I watched a lot of it on youth, just YouTube. Just goes videos. to show,
1: y'all. If y'all any y'all out there are planning on doing anything crazy, just remember the internet's going to hold it all there for you. Yeah,
0: the the internet's watching you. That's how that's our big brother now. So um, she got out. She died nineteen ninety. Paula had been a. Back in 2012, somebody had seen Deadly Women on one of those shows that covered the case, and they recognized her. And they fired her. They said, this woman can't be working with children. Mm-mm. So anyway, as of today, let me get to the little thing here. There's a, a six-foot granite mem- memorial that's dedicated to Sylvia in Willard Park, Washington Street, Indianapolis. And she's also um, has a uh, child abuse center called the Sylvia Likens Child Abuse Center. It's named after her. Sylvia's Child Advocacy Center. And Gertrude is, uh, Gertrude died. Jenny died in 2014, I think it was. And she called her mom when Gertrude died. And she says, well, there is some good things happened today. Gertrude Banacheski is dead. Oh, did, did she call her that bitch? I think so, yeah. I think
1: so. I think
0: she did. The bitch is dead, yeah. Yeah, the
1: bitch is, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: um... No, well, you cannot blame
1: these... Oh, no! I would have said the same thing I if I, mean, was in,
0: I was Jenny. She really and truly should have gotten in the chair. Yeah. She I should mean, never have gotten out. I don't even think we even mentioned some of the other abuse
1: that happened. I mean, there was the entire time from almost being in, there was this level of Abuse, dealing with just normal daily functioning. So, like, there was this malnutrition, and then once they'd get her malnourished to a certain point, if she wouldn't eat, then they'd do force feeding,
0: just yeah, to not, mess you're, you're around with. Yeah, about the hot dog with too much ketchup and mustard. So, on. Yeah, so them. all this food punishment. And was when was she gone. threw it up, they made her eat what she threw up. Threw up.
1: Also, they did things around fluids where they would do dehydration but also then they would also um because of all the other like actual physical abuse she actually became incontinence yes so, and she would actually yeah. often wet herself yeah you know with nothing like nothing to clean up i mean she was just wet wetting herself they had nothing there was no diapers yeah. there was nothing for her so it's just that she was losing all poor thing was losing all sense of dignity in that situation. I mean, she was so dehumanized at a level. And then they would they would also play around with that even with the fluids. I mean, I mean that's a level. I mean, food is one thing, but when you almost to a point deny someone water and then play around that oh they could have it if they don't wet the bed or do it, that is just un- unfathomable. Yeah. To, just to describe that. It's getting a little balmy in here <laughs> yeah so i mean that's definitely um definitely wanted to mention that because i think we might have missed that fact a little bit <laughs> but there, i mean there was so there's much, so much it's abuse it's hard to, to... but when you look at that just your basic needs are being used as a way to torture you yeah like when you go to bed you can easily go get water you can go to go to a bathroom you're not chained down You can have a snack if you want. You can have decent meals. You might be clothed, you know? I mean, Some of you might be sleeping naked. I don't know. But but it's your choice. You have that choice, but you also have the choice to be clothed. It's your choice. Yes. Sylvia had none of that dignity. All of that
0: was taken away. Everything. Anything. And then, on
1: top of all that, that, all of this actual full-on
0: physical torture people don't treat vermin as bad as they treated so
1: we're girl. just talking about layers of emotional psychological severe physical abuse even sexual
0: abuse because uh-huh. because of the torturing of her, her vaginal cavity and and the, and the, the, the soft drink bottles in her vagina and everything it's
1: it's just it's I, I wish there was a word beyond dehumanizing this is just you wouldn't even I can't imagine anybody even doing this
0: to an animal. Like and you know, is, even this is—you don't do this to any being. Even after Gertrude got out of jail, she still never really owned up to it. She still said, no. that her daughter's doing it." She's still trying to—you know—she still wouldn't admit that she was a ringleader in this. And. Um, it's she funny. had a Joan Crawford, mommy dearest, looking at uh, photo from
1: '85.
0: Oh, the photo her. when she got out of jail. Yeah, she had the eyebrows all. Crazy. <laughs> you know, uh, I should have uh, had you watch some of the YouTube's. I saw the one, uh, some news stories, some of the local news stories in Indianapolis, of when she was getting out, and there were people protesting it. They did a vigil at Sylvia's grave, and there were, uh, <sighs> and um, she's talk, There's this footage of her talking to the parole board, and she's doing this crying that is so obviously fake and she's saying she was a born again Christian I just I I don't get, I think it's, the Manson girls tried that too, well we born again Christians and we we paid our debt now, you know, well we sure we murdered a pregnant woman and wrote pig on the wall in her blood but that's because Charles Manson made us do it no, that doesn't, that don't shine with me, she never should have gotten out of prison but the funny thing about it is prison. They called her mom.
1: Oh, I know. And she, became... she was like a den
0: mother to all the young uh, women. Young women like Sylvia. I know. It was mind boggling. Just... And Sylvia was a pretty girl. She, You know, she kind of puts me mind out. She looked a little bit like a young Elizabeth Montgomery. You know, Samantha. She had the little turned up nose. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Jenny died. Her sister Jenny died fairly recently, I think it was, um, I'm looking on this page. Well, Richard Hobbs died of lung cancer in January 2nd, 1972, at the age of 21. That is kind of uh, weird. That was kind of like karma, I thought. And, uh, Coy Hubbard watched the movie, American Crime, there's a movie about this case, with Kathleen Keener as Gertrude, and Ellen Page as Sylvia. Ellen, who's now Elliot. Oh yeah, okay. She played well. She plays Sylvia. She was she at the time, so uh, he saw this and he died of a heart attack, right after he saw the movie. John Pelt, uh, Banaszewski, he lived in um, relative obscurity. And yeah, because he, he changed the name. Yeah. He died of diabetes. Diabetes on March nineteenth, 2005. Didn't he change his name from Manischewski to Blake, his last name? No, Paul uh, Pace, turned it to Pace, was it? And Jenny died in two thousand five. Oh, yeah, so she changed attack. it, but somebody else changed, too. There was a bunch of yeah. changing of names going on. And, um, yeah, 14 years prior to her death, Jenny on here had uh, viewed Bertru- Gertrude's obituary in the paper. She clipped the section from the newspaper and then mailed it to her mother some good news, damn old Gertrude died. Ha, ha, ha. I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and um, uh, Sylvia's parents died in 1998, and nine, in two, the mother in 1998 and the father in uh, 2013. Now, I saw also saw the Deadly Women episode on it, and it, like I said, it's ironic that Aunt Swinette is all, they usually do three stories of three different, and the name of the, the episode is Born Bad. And They had both Frank and Gertrude Banaszewski in that episode. So, okay. I'm going to ask a stupid question I ask everything. This is the final installment of our Pure Evil series. Now, do you think Gertrude was born evil? Is there a word beyond evil? (laughs) I mean, it's that bad.
1: I mean, I'm like, I'm trying to think what's even... I, I mean, it's like sinisterly evil or something. I mean, it's just so... It's like when the when the psychologist said she was a mean person. I was like, that ain't mean. That's like, what? you know, I, every word that was being used. I'm like, what is worse? What is beyond that? Because that's how it's it's that's hard. how yeah. that's how much it,
0: this woman was just. This I actually think Gertrude is the most evil of all of our four installments. She's up. Uh, up there with her.
1: The problem with Lilari is we don't have we have some documentation. But we don't have an account like Jenny gave of what happened yeah. to her sister. Yeah, and, and we, and we can't. Think, and you know, we don't people have, alive. And we have this. a lot of corroborating evidence and people's testimonies, especially like Stephanie's, um, Gertrude's daughter, who came forward and gave a lot of information. So we had a lot to corroborate. There was a lot to work with there. So it really paints this picture of how grotesque. This level of torture was, and how, yeah, you, definitely evil. I mean, I'm trying to find the right word. It's just, I mean, I mean, I was so in revulsion over some of what was.
0: I had, movie. I couldn't sleep when I was watching some of the YouTube videos, and I had seen the movie with Catherine Catherine Keener, and that isn't doesn't even scratch the surface. And so, um, this is what happened to the house. And, uh, the house, I'm reading this off of a, um, off the Wikipedia page. Can I admit to that? <laughs> mm, uh, that's fine. Okay, the house at 3850 East New York Street in which Likens was tortured and murdered stood vacant for many years after her death and the arrest of her tormentors. The property gradually became dilapidated. Although discussions were held in relation to the possibility of purchasing and rehabilitating the house and converting the property to a woman's shelter, the necessary funds to complete this project were never raised. So the house was demolished April 23rd, 2009 and it's now an empty lot that the church uses for parking lot. And I think it's good to get rid of that house. I, I wouldn't want to go in there. So anyway, yeah, so this is the last of our pure evil segment. And um, Gertrude I'm sure is burning in hell. If not, there's no justice. Paula you didn't deserve to have a life. You should. I'm glad you got fired from the school.
1: And and hopefully you didn't screw up other kids. On the, and forty fucking years. I'm I'm sorry, but I have to put it. Forty fucking years allowed to be an aide to a a school counselor. Yeah. I mean, I mean this is the first time y'all really hear me get like. Well, that's a, why, we, why
0: today? That that's where the system screwed up. Today that wouldn't happen <laughs> because they do these no, extensive. She would have been branded a takes, sex yes. offender, and everywhere she moved, they would have been sending out. Flyers saying that she was living there. You, they can't get away now. So, next, well, let's talk a little bit about our next, our next project, our next. Subject. Oh, our
1: whole yeah, whole next month. So yeah, our whole next month we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna divert away from pure evil and we're gonna actually look at. There may be some evil things and things like that, but some of it's not. Some of it's actually gonna be very interesting looks at the paranormal because all of it's gonna be personal connections we had to the paranormal and it's gonna right. be lots of different topics we're gonna to talk about some basically we're gonna be talking about i don't want to give too much away but our 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 first week we're gonna be looking at some interesting kind of paranormal stories one from barry that is an actual external paranormal experience and one that i had that's somewhat of an internal paranormal experience but it's also connected to an object as well
0: yeah i'm, I'm about ready to take um uh, sabbatical from the evil murderers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're also going to take a look at past lives. I know we mentioned Indianapolis tonight, but we're also going to be looking at around Chicago and Indiana as well, and as well as some other things with some past lives that may be connected to us, possibly. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and we're also going to be working on. Uh, Barry can tell you. Tell him about the. Um, connect, maybe give him a little brief thing about your connection to the Axe Man. Not the whole story, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have I have a per a personal connection with that. A relative of mine was yeah, one of the victims. That, <laughs> we don't want to give too much away to no, though. I'm not going to say anything else. Then, I have f- a cute little family stories to tell. <laughs> I got to tell the pickle story with me. Oh yeah, 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 but
1: yeah, yeah, we might even get to throw that in there. Yeah, That's episode. And we also going to bring up an episode just kind of maybe not as personal, but it definitely added some color to our lives when we were younger. Was all the little stories about different cryptids, and we're gonna actually talk about an important New Orleans uh, cryptid. But yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, and we're gonna just talk about other little things with along with that that just kind of colored our life, gave us stories when we were children about creatures that could be out there.
0: Yeah, I and mean, then there's our own boogeyman here in, in, in Louisiana.
1: It, exactly. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be kind of a fun month, and it's gonna, it's gonna diverge a little bit. Uh, but we definitely are gonna get. Don't worry, we're gonna have plenty of months in the new year, and we're gonna get to all kinds of murder. We're gonna get all kinds of hauntings. We're gonna get into a lot of things. So,
0: <laughs> so before we before we sign off, I want to give you our social media links. You can follow us on Twitter at a shutters. You can follow us on Instagram at open Openshutterspodcast.com, I believe it is. I'm gonna check, double check that to make sure. And our Facebook page is called the official open shutter the official page for Openshutters colon a uh, creepy podcast. And let's see, i I think we a, I think it's at Openshutters on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, Openshutters podcast. That's what it is. Okay. It's at Open Shutters Podcast on Instagram, and I got a picture of Sylvia and uh, Gertrude. But I'm gonna post some more pictures from this on both Facebook. I'm gonna tweet them, and I'm gonna post, um, and um, Instagram also. So anyway, this is our last time in 2020. Our last podcast in 2020. It is. Yeah. Wow. And we've we just started. and We already have what four or five episodes under our belts. Yeah, and we got a lot more to come. And we have a lot. We have almost
1: the whole next year planned out. So
0: yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's going to be some real fun things. Okay, and we did not shout out uh, earlier in the show to to the girls that don't look under the window. Uh, don't look under the bed. I am sorry. I got <laughs> I got Justin's name wrong the first time. And now I'm calling their things, don't look under the window. (laughs) I'm sure they'll forgive you. I think they will. They seem like really wonderful people. So So, so anyway, until next week,
1: enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out
0: the window. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Happy New Year. Year. Happy New Year.